You guys all awake? If you're not, I, I, well, I don't know how you couldn't be. Uh, I, I, I have to say thank you so much, Mike, uh, for, for letting me come uh, to your amazing house and with all these amazing people. Uh, thank you so much, Brent. All, all, everyone that just put this on, thank you. Uh, it's very rare that I get to bring my kids to a place and for them to be treated like family. It means so much. It, it, it really does. So uh, thank you so much for opening up uh, your hearts and your, your house here to me and my family. Uh, but I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for this lovely man uh, who called me up. He said, dude, you got to come. This is amazing. This is the best church ever. You, you got to come, man. It's going to be awesome. We're going to have so much fun. And it truly has been, Jake. Uh, thank you for the, the invitation. I don't know how it worked, but I know I got a phone call from you. I was like, I'm putting it down. And I'm not going to change it, you know. And to meet you, uh, well, I know you, but to meet your, your, your team, uh, I think it, just being around those amazing men of God and sitting with you guys, hanging out, it's been, it's been so great. Uh, this guy's more amazing than you can imagine. And it was, it was weird. Like today I was watching you because uh, I have this thing where I have to watch people. Like I, I study people uh, that are called. I watch how they minister. It's just, I don't know. I don't know. Like it feeds me to watch you minister. And uh, man, the prophetic that, that you carry is mind-boggling. And when I grow up, I want to be just like you. Um, and I don't know, I don't know anything about this, but I felt like um, I, I just kept staring at this guitar. And I, I know, like, just because we've talked, you've said that you've had, like, some, like, amazing guitars given to you, and, like, your wife's given you, like, an amazing one. I think, I feel like, I, I, I feel like we've had a conversation, but I don't know anything about this one. But I felt like this marked a time in your life um, that was, like, beyond impossible. And I, as you were playing it today, I felt like the Lord was saying uh, that, I, I, don't, I don't know if you even do a lot of stuff with this guitar, but I felt like you brought it down here almost like as a remembrance of, of a time and a season that the Lord um, like skyrocketed you and like shot you into the atmosphere and shot you in front of people. And I felt like there's something even, there's something on you bringing it down and there's something that God is about to do again with the favor and, 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 and he's marking it. He's marking you and he's marking a time uh, on, on that guitar. And I really felt like, I just really felt like, uh, like, like things, <laughs> millions are going to come your way, Jake. And I felt like the Lord, he's going to mark, he's going to mark your life with the passing of finance through your hands. And, and it's funny, like, as I said, millions, I, I, it's like, but Lord, I don't want to do that. I, I don't need that. But I felt like you're just going to be like this, this this vessel that just passes through and passes on and uh and i don't know where you're going next i don't know what you have on the on the back burner but i felt like the lord's the lord's reminding you of a promise in a season and uh he's not done brother jake and uh and i love you man i'm so grateful for you i'm so grateful for what you carry i you don't even understand as a young like, we're right around the same age, but I would hear about these fire starters. Like, I was off in New England. I was off in Massachusetts and then Pennsylvania. But you'd hear about these ones that God was burning on. And, and I never would come out here because it's California. Like, I'm from Massachusetts, right? Like, 
I, I know what a coast looks like, you know? And it's like hard and cold and rocky and lobsters that hurt you, you know? Like out here, your lobsters, they're just like shrimp, you know? Like large shrimp, you know? And nobody want to eat that, you know? Like, but I would hear about these, the, you would hear about the move of God out here and you'd hear about men like Jake and you're like, God, one day I want to I wanna run with those people. One day I want to meet that guy. You know, the, the, he packs out stadiums and, and worships the king. And, and to be able to have my sons be a part of your life and you be a part of my son's life, it just blows my mind. It's goodness. And I'm just so grateful for you, man. I love you, buddy. I'm done. I'm going to start crying. Um, but you're more amazing and your team and your wife are more amazing than I ever imagined. And, uh, and, and, and I want to just say that publicly. You're, you're greater than what I ever imagined. You're more humble. You're more brave than I've, than I've ever been, man. Like you, you are a king of the faith, man. And I honor you. I honor the gift that's on your life. And I'm so grateful for you. Okay. Amen. Okay. Let's go. Oh my goodness. Okay. I'm done. I'm done. I mean, not with a preach. Let's get in the word. Let's get in the preach. Man, there's like four ways that I want to go. Uh, but today, uh, I, I have been on the road. I traveled for 17 days. I was home five. And then I left for Mozambique for 10. When I got home, uh, I had 24 hours. Then my wife left uh, to go on a mission trip. So in like a month and a half, half, I think I've seen my wife for about seven days, maybe eight days in total. And she just got back last night. And I promised her I'd be home by 10. Uh, and we got about a 10 hour drive. Uh, so, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna go fast. I'm gonna go hard. And, uh, and you're gonna like it. Okay? Deal? Uh, and if you don't, <laughs> I'm gonna bite you. Cause that's what we do in New England. Yeah. <laughs> Never mind. Okay. Come back, Holy Spirit. Let's go. Um, I wanna, I wanna talk about uh, a few things with you this morning. And, and I'm gonna step maybe out of my comfort zone. And I'm gonna go a little prophetic. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that, that I have a word from the Lord, but I, but I kept feeling like this weekend, yes, it was important. Your, uh, Mike, uh, he, he's the second grandfather that called me on this trip, uh, just in the last 24 hours. He's the second grandfather that said, my, my grandchild got touched. There's nothing greater in this world. There's nothing I value more. And I think that there's something that God is doing with family. There's something that God is actually sharing with us about having the fire, carrying the fire, but also passing it on to a generation. There's something about sons in the house that have been a part of this house that have cut their teeth in ministry in this house. That, that I mean, even as we were, we were coming here, Jake is like, I owe so much to this house. As we were at breakfast, Jake's like, Mike, I owe so much to this house. I've come out of this house. And I felt like, the Lord, he, he, he wants to remind us of the importance of this house and the importance of brothers and sisters and the importance of family. What God is doing is not just in a season. Jake was, he was prophesying it. You know, we, we don't want what you did in the past. We want it, we want what you're doing in the future. We don't want to redig old wells. No, we want fresh fire and fresh wind. And it might look different, but it, but it, but it will always look like the Holy Spirit. 
And I, and I think there's something that the Lord is doing with a combination of generations and a refiring and even an opening, a reopening of the doors to this place. I know you've always been open, but, but Mike, he was saying like, this is, this is like, this is like our, our jump back in. And I felt like the Lord, he wants to remind you of family. The importance of it and the importance of brothers and sisters. Listen, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just, you don't have to go there. I'm gonna go to the Italian, uh, the, the famous Italian prophet Malachi. Okay? He wrote the last book in the Old Testament. Malachi chapter 4. Verse 5. See, send you the prophet Elijah before that great and dreadful day of the Lord. Of the Lord before He comes. He will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of children to their fathers or else I will strike the land with a curse. The entire Old Testament ends right there. Boom. And God closes the chapter on a season. And He does not end it with war. He does not end it with blessings. He does not end it with with more creation. He says this, family family and not just family he says hearts hearts need to be turned to family hearts not not your mind not your passion for god he goes your heart it's important what's in your heart and it's important that that it that it turns favorably upon generations and he ends the entirety of the old testament with that word and you flip over well, it's two in my Bible. I don't know how many it is in yours. You flip over to Matthew. Chapter 1. It's the first thing I read when I got saved. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1. A record of the genealogy. God ends the entire Old Testament with family and starts the entire New Testament with family. And not just, hey, we're a good Christian family. He talks about the importance of generations. The importance of of the bloodline. The importance of, of, of this connection that leads to the Savior of the world. See, I will turn the hearts of fathers to sons and sons to fathers. This isn't just talking about dudes. No, he's saying that hearts in this season are important. That hearts and your attention and your affection. See, this is the great thing about father, sons, mothers, daughters. It doesn't matter. You're all both. <laughs> there isn't anyone in here that, that doesn't have a mother or father, a son or a daughter. Like, you're both. And many of you... Are, 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 are both at the same time. You're a son, you're a daughter, you're a father, or you're a mother. All at the same time. So I don't care how old you are. I don't care how young you are. Your heart pointed towards your parents and your, and your heart pointed towards your, to, not towards, towards your children is paramount for the land. Oh, I had somebody come up to me. They, they, they heard me mention this and they said, Will, Will, thank you so much for that word. 
I've been waiting uh, 16 years to talk to my mother, and I feel prophetically she's going to call me. And I was like, that's awesome. She's like, I know it's awesome. I was like, no, it's awesome that you missed everything that I was saying in that word today. <laughs> like, it's, it's incredible that I poured out my heart, shared this thing, this little thing, and you got the exact opposite, and you put it on God. I said, hand me your phone. She did. I said, unlock it. She did. I said, what's your mom's name? I don't know, Maria. And I went in her phone and I found it and I hit call and I stuck it in her hand. And I walked into a, to a class that I was teaching. And she's like, no, no, no. I said, yes, 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 thus saith the Lord. I wasn't feeling it, but it just felt good. And she was charismatic, so she was like, yeah, okay. And so I hand her the phone, I walk in, and I get out. I get out of my, I get out of my, uh, my session like an hour and a half later. She was supposed to be in there, and, and, and her eyes are red, and, and, and she's weeping. And, and she goes, Will, the most amazing thing took place. I said, awesome. He, she said, uh, my, I was, uh, you, I, you put the phone back in my hand, and I was so nervous, and my mom answered immediately, and she started crying, saying, I was asking the Lord. She lived in Colorado. I think I was in Florida, and the mom lived in Colorado. She said, I was asking God to rekindle my relationship, and I felt so bad that it was broken, but I didn't have the courage to reach out. She goes, that moment you reached out, and and she says, Will, I've already bought tickets. I'm flying out there to see my mom. And And in a moment, come on, there's something about the prophetic that goes more than just a good word. See, some of you guys are already thinking about names. How can you expect to love the poor, the sick, the needy, and the broken when you don't even know how to love your your mother and father? (laughs) How can you expect to love the sick and the needy when you don't even know how to relate to the ones that God's given you personally to take care of? How can you expect to move in great grace when you don't give your own children grace because they don't believe the same things that you believe? Or they might be walking in a life that you, that, that doesn't agree with you. <laughs> See, okay, hello, good morning. Are you guys awake? Are we alive? Listen, I don't care whether it's Pentecost Sunday or not. Like, I love all those things, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna share with you how I feel is on the heart of the Lord. As you guys are springing forth again. The entirety of Scripture divides all people into two categories. You have neighbors, right? Which is which is um, very clear in the parable of the Good Samaritan. You guys know the parable. He says, "How do I inherit eternal life?" The lawyer asks this of Jesus. And Jesus responds, he says, you tell me, the Lord goes, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Jesus says, that's it, you got it, bingo, go and do that, and you will inherit eternal life. And, and, and the lawyer, the Bible says, wanting to justify himself, himself, asked this question. Well, who is my neighbor? It was not a question of, you know, who can I reach out to or or how many can I go and reach? He was drawing lines of division in his heart. Who is my neighbor? Who am I actually responsible for? 
And he was drawing lines. He wasn't wasn't going, I'm just going to go anywhere. He wanted to know, Lord, is it the people that are in a two-mile radius of me? Are those the ones I'm responsible for? And Jesus obliterates every excuse on reaching neighbors with the parable of the Good Samaritan. Are you guys alive? Are we together? Yeah? Okay. Some of you guys are staring at me like, he talked about lobsters. You know, like, he dissed our lobsters. Yeah. They're weird. I lost you at that. Stay with me. And he goes into the parable of the Good Samaritan. And here it is in a nutshell. The priest walks down the road after a man's been bloody and beaten. A priest. The one who knows the law, who knows the word, who knows God. And he's on his way to a ministry trip. He's on his way to church. And he walks past the broken. Right? The Bible says this. He sees the man bloody and beaten. And he goes to the other side of the road. And he continues on his journey. It's disgusting. He separates himself as far as he can but doesn't change the journey that he's on. I got a preaching event. I got to go to a conference. Then the Levite comes by. Come on, you guys with me? Who's the Levite? The Levites, man, they're the flaggers, right? Come on. They're the worship. They're like worship and presence. They actually did it better than anyone else. They were known as like the presence ones. Hey, I'm just the presence person. Like, yeah, come on, oil me down. Let's go. You know, like, you know, you know, like, you know, they got their banners. They got their flags. They're crushing it. Tambourineers. Some of you know what I'm talking about. And they go, they go dancing down the road and they love his presence. But they see, he sees the, the man beaten and bloody. And the Bible says he does the exact same thing as the priest. He goes to the other side of the road and goes, fill me up, God, fill me up, God. And he keeps walking, (laughs) focused on his calling, focused on his anointing. And, And the Bible says the Samaritan comes by. You know what happens? Picks him up, puts him in his Kia, takes him down to Howard Johnson, emergency care, pays the bill. And Jesus says, that's your neighbor. That one is your neighbor, the one who is bloody and beaten. Go and do the same, and you'll inherit. And he obliterates any lines. You with me? He goes, everyone's your neighbor. All of the unbelievers are neighbors in the globe. Every single one of them. That is your neighbor. And then he classifies everybody else on planet Earth as brothers and sisters. Are you guys alive? You got neighbors and you got brothers and sisters in Christ. That's everybody in planet Earth. (laughs) And there are so many of us that are going, God, I want to love my neighbor, but you don't even know how to love your brother and sister in Christ. Or they hurt you and they wounded you. And you're asking God to give you favor with your neighbor or give you a ministry to minister to neighbors. But you yourself don't even know how to be sharpened like iron by your brother and sister in Christ. (laughs) Oh, this is going over amazing. (laughs) I feel really awkward up here. (laughs) Uh, Are you ready? 
The Bible says this, as a, that we are called not to be clouds without rain. A man who boasts of gifts never given is a cloud without rain. I felt like the Lord, he's saying, don't be a cloud without rain. He's asking you to take a deep look as we reemerge, as you jump in. He, he is not looking for a season of, of, of just clouds without rain. He wants to go deep with family. Some of you, you've been asking God to just let you move amongst uh, uh, our neighbors. But he's saying, can you do it with brothers and sisters first? As you reemerge, as, as God takes you out of hiding... I'm telling you, he wants to mark this season with family. He wants to mark this season with family. And if you can't love family well, I think you're going to miss this next move. <laughs> okay, I'm going to leave that one alone. I felt like the Lord... He wants you to know that this is a season of family. The second thing I felt like the Lord wants you to know is it's a season of audit. It's an audit season. Hello? (laughs) How many of you have had a prophetic word of something that is about to happen in your life? Something that is coming. Come on, this is a vineyard church. I better see at least half the hands. And if not, you're lying or you're sleepy. And if you're sleepy, I might do something crazy. How many of you have received a prophetic word in your life, right? Of something that God is going to do. How many of you have seen 100% fruition of that word come to pass? Couple, yeah, a little less hands. I believe that, that God, he wants you to audit your prophetic words. I, I came on as CEO of Iris Global uh, about six years ago. And the first thing that I was tasked with, the, the first thing was I was not prepared for it at all. I thought I was. I thought I was prepared for the next season. This prophetic thing that was over my life, this destiny that had been called out. God, Will, you're going to go to the nations. And all of a sudden, I'm given a ministry to the nations. And I realize I am the most ill-prepared for the job. The first thing that the board asked me to do is they say, come on in and we we want you to pass an audit. I didn't know what an audit was. I could barely balance my own checkbook. In fact, I still use a checkbook. (laughs) What am I doing with $14 million a year coming through through the the doors? $30,000 every day. And the board says, Will, you need to pass an audit. And they bring our audit team in, right? We pay pay $30,000 to bring a team of professionals in. And they grade you, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever. It's actually three levels they grade you. They come in the door. They take one look at us, and they're like, uh, nope, nope, we're not even seeing anything. We didn't come here. Like, here's your money back. We don't want to do this. <laughs> and it's not because our hearts were bad. Come on, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share with you. This is a season of audit. It's not because our hearts were bad or our motivation was bad. It's God had actually given us the thing that we were asking for. But we were living in a, in, in a, in a place of, 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 oh, Lord, but our hearts are in the right place. I want to stay with the same motivation. And the Lord was saying, I need to bring you from a place of glory to glory. 
And in order to do that, you need to be audited. And, and as soon as we exposed ourselves, we did not like the feedback that we got. <laughs> it was like, I'm not touching this with a 10-foot pole. We're not even coming back. We're not even accepting your money until you can just even clean this up. It took us four years. Four years. And it was humiliating. It was humiliating. Here's what it was. You would, we would open up our books, and people would, would go through every transaction. And they would say, Will, why did you... I'll give you an example. Here's a, here's a beautiful example. Didn't happen, but here's an example. <laughs> Missionaries serve with us, right? Years. Years they serve with us. Amazing hearts, dedicated their lives, and they're like, hey, the Lord's calling us home. And, and we're like, awesome. Here, we want to buy you a car to bless you. You've given 10 years of your life. Here's, here's a $14,000 uh, car. Great heart, great motivation, hearing the Lord. But the way we did it was totally wrong. Can't do that. You can't just be buying cars for people. The government doesn't like that. And like, lawyers don't like that stuff. Great heart, wrong motivation. And I, I was getting offended that people were checking our hearts. Saying you got to do it better this season, this time around. If you want to go from, from a season of glory to another one, then you actually have to do this better. You have to do this thing better. And we had to open our hearts up and open our books up to brothers and sisters in Christ. And they had to go through our lives. Guys, it was one of the hardest things we've ever had to do. Like, I, 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 please, I'm not a financial guy. I'm not. But it took us four years, and it was painful. And as soon as it was over, we passed everything with flying colors. I felt like the Lord was saying, it's time to open up your books to other people. The book's in your heart. <laughs> Your life. It's time to open it up and let them come through. Why? Because you cannot go to the next season. You cannot go to this next land. You cannot go to this prophetic thing that God has for you until you, 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 you become exposed. And it's hard. It's hard to have brothers and sisters in Christ going through your dirty laundry. It's hard, but that's why God gives us the body of Christ. Come on. I, I, I love this. As we're gathered together, as we're gathered together as one, Jesus didn't do this just so that we can encounter his glory, even though he does that. He does this because the people sitting next to you, the people that are in this room, are the ones that God has put in your life to hone you, to sharpen you. And many of us, we're asking God to pour out the next realm in glory and we reject the ones that he's put in our lives to bring that glory forth. Come on, stay with me. I love the church. I love the local church. I'm a local church guy. I'm a, I'm a body guy. And I'm telling you guys, the, the prophetic destiny that is on this house, that is on you guys, the encounters that you have had for years, it's culminating into something so beautiful that will touch generations to come. But he is asking you, are you just going to stay in the same word? Or are you going to move to the next level of glory that he has? And to get there, you've got to do it with family and you've got to open up your books. Your hearts. <laughs> and you've got to let people take a look. 
And it's hard. Oh, I got to share a story. Uh, st- are, you guys, are you guys alive? This thing's hard. It, it's never been hard. In fact, uh, you know, you can, I can tell you all the great stories. Uh, <laughs> I can tell you all the great stories, but, but I have a bunch of low points. My marriage was falling apart, falling apart. I was traveling the world. I was seeing every prophetic thing come, like, come to pass. But inside, I was dying. I come home, my, my son, I pray he doesn't remember what I'm about to share. And if you do, pal, just erase it. Uh, you can go outside and play on an iPad if you want to. <laughs> but I came home from a trip. It, it all was culminating. Great season. God was releasing favor. But I came home. Josh was with me. My, my daughter, Bella, was with me. And we pull up into our driveway. And my wife is there with the car loaded. Okay, I'm not, I've asked her if I could share this story. She's okay. And, and I'm not like, I made the mistakes. I'm going to say things that made it, make, make it look like she made No, no, no. This was all me. I put her in the position where she felt like she had to run. I did that. So I pull up. The, the glory of God fell in a church service. And we were so excited. I remember we, we stopped and got ice cream on the way home. So I pull into the driveway, it's like, there's ice cream, the glory of God's moving, and, and my wife's in the driveway, and she's packing everything up. I said, what's going on? She goes, kids, get in the car. I was like, oh, okay, where are we going? Like, it's not coming together in my mind. Where are we going? And she's like, you're not going anywhere. You're staying here. I'm taking the kids, and I'm going to leave. I said, come again, what? You're going to do What? She goes, I'm going to take the kids and leave. You're a big jerk, and I'm leaving. She said other things. <laughs> and, I, and, and like, oh, you could do whatever the heck you want. You touch my kids, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna have issues right now. I'm giving you the low point of my life. All the while, the backdrop is God's going to set you in nations. God's going to take you to the next level of glory. God's going God's to put you... I had a prophetic word that God was going to use me on film, that God was going to use me um, to, to, to touch Hollywood. All of these words are coming over and over and over again. But the backdrop is, my life is falling apart. So it culminates in this moment. She goes into the house... And she wasn't thinking, I was. I grabbed the keys out of a car. She left the keys in the ignition, chucked them into a bush. I grabbed my keys, chucked them into a bush. I didn't even know where they were. (laughs) And she comes back out, she's like, give me the keys. I was like, nope. I said, the only way we're getting out of this is if a third person comes in. I don't care if it's a taxi driver, a cop, or a pastor. (laughs) This is going down with another witness. So that night as I was sleeping on the couch... I'm going to just fast forward really quick. I made this decision. Come on, stay with me, guys. I made this decision in my heart of hearts that everything that I'd fought for, every prophetic word, every, every promise I'd made at the altar to that woman, to my children, that I was not going to let it die. And I'm going to do whatever I can to see family fully manifest in my, in, in my house. Come on, stay with me. So we had no money, 
None whatsoever. No money. Uh, and, I, and the first thing I did was I was going to reveal myself. And I called up Randy Clark. I was traveling with him. I was traveling the globe representing Randy Clark in Global Awakening. I had just done Furious Love. And, and, and I had it, opening, opening week had a million views. I was getting called all around the globe to go and preach and teach. And it, tens of thousands of people. And everything's crumbling. I called up Randy. I said, Randy, I know you probably want to take me out of ministry, but I don't care anymore. I need to get this fixed. He was like, and the opposite took place. He's like, Will, I love this so much. You take as much time as you need. I'm going to pay for everything. Don't worry. I said, Randy, where do I go? He's like, I got a guy. I know a guy. Boom, boom. I make a couple phone calls. There's a place in Colorado. It takes three couples at a time. Two weeks. Intensive marriage Christian counseling. I call them up. They're like, uh, sir, uh, we're full. You have to plan this stuff months out. Uh, uh, can you hold on a second? I'm getting a call. She gets back on the phone. Somebody just canceled for our appointment next week. Um, would you like to take that? Maybe the Lord wants you at this one. I said, yes, please. And my wife and I, like separate seats on an airplane, fly out to Colorado. I, I've learned that if I can be vulnerable and if I could tear down an impression of that maybe someone in here, their marriage is going to get saved today. I don't mind being vulnerable in front of people on Pentecost Sunday. And we fly out, and it was hell. First of all, this is a sea-dwelling body. Like sea level. I'm on the coast. I'm a coastal boy. Okay? And Colorado had me at like 9,000, 10,000 feet. I couldn't breathe. So my life is falling apart, ministry is falling apart, and I can't breathe. Literally, I couldn't breathe. I, all day. And I'd sleep I'd, on the couch. I slept on the couch for a long time. I'm out there on the couch, and I'd fall asleep, exhausted. Fifteen minutes later, wake up going, just gasping for air. There was like my body would shut down. So day four, we would march in, three families, and we wouldn't make eye contact. We'd march in, and we'd go, and I'd sit with the most demonic counselor in the land. And he loved my wife. Oh, he loved her. She's like this stunning, like teeny little thing. And I'm like, I love Jesus, and I'm a minister. And, and, like, <sighs> and, and then he'd look over at my wife, and she'd just be weeping. And he's like, do you feel anything in your heart? I was like, no, I'm right. You know? and, 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 and he, just like, he was like, oh, I see your issues. It's him. And, and they would have these moments with each other. And I was like, and I just hated it. And I, I didn't want to be there anymore. And he was so weird. Like, he he, he, oh, his name was Will, which was weird because that was my name. So like, it was just like he would throw it out and my wife, it, it almost like felt like he was taking on what my wife said and he just sat there with a half deflated basketball and rolled it uh, on his bare feet the whole time. And it was eight hours of counseling a day and he would drink warm water out of a mug. Who does that? What kind of psychopath sips on warm water out of a mug doing marriage counseling for eight hours a day? And, and, and so like day five, I had enough. Day five, like I went in with a strategy. I was like, I'm going to act super cool and like, I'm going to do this. But like, I can't wait for the day that he just calls my wife out. But it never happened. 
So day five, he's like, you know what? I know what your issue is, Will. You're full of pride. And I was like, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> let, me, let me give you a little sprinkling right now. Because I'm going to tell you about your wife. She left you because of A, B, C, D, F, G. For five days, I just sat there and listened. And I did the most horrific thing I've ever done. I used my gift against a man. And I exposed him. And he stands up, points his finger at me. I stand up, I point my finger at him, and we go at it. And my wife's like, see, I told you. It's under the surface. It's right there. And, and, like, and I'm like, that's it. I grab my keys. I slam the door. I go out in the waiting room. I'm sitting there, and I'm just breathing heavy. The little, like, secretary closes her blind. <laughs> true story (laughs) and I'm sitting there and like I didn't know any of the couples we didn't really talk it was just like a shame festival every morning we just walk in but I hear from the other rooms like 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 yelling and 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 then like bang door slams and out walks of one of the dudes and I was like it's day five we're revolting like like we've we've done this it's time and so like so he comes out, and he's like, boom, 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 sits down in the chair, and he's like breathing him. And I'm like, bro, it sounds like you're having a, a, a time like mine. He's like, I am. I was like, you want to get out of here? He's like, I can't. I, was, I go, why? He goes, I left my keys in there. I'm not going back in that room. I was like, I got a pair of keys. And it was just like, so, so I get in a car. I get in a rental with like an angry man that I don't know from Adam who just yelled at a fully grown man. And me, who just did the exact same thing. And we're in like a town in the middle of nowhere. And so we just take off towards the mountains. I was like, you like the mountains? Like, I did, boom. Then we just like motored to the mountains. He looks over at me after like 10 minutes of awkward man silence. (laughs) And he goes, bro, what do you do? And I wasn't going to be like, I love Jesus. I preach the gospel. Right? Uh, <laughs> and so I was like, I'm an author, you know, I'm a motivation. It's true, it's true, come on. You know? And he, and he points at me and he goes, bro, you look familiar. And I was like, no, I don't, shut up, your mom looks familiar. You know, like, I'm just like, no, like, you know? <laughs> I'm like, shut up, get out of here. And he goes, were you, were you in one of those movies? those documentaries about, like, God? And I was like, yeah. And he takes off his glasses, pulls his hood back, and I realize that I know him. I don't know him, but I have definitely seen this dude. And all of you have. Very, very famous actor. Very famous. <laughs> Dude, I'm not going to be t- Tom Cruise. That would be amazing. Not Tom Cruise. I'll say that. <laughs> you guys just want to start calling stuff out? No, no, it's not going to happen. Don't worry. <laughs> I, 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 I only want to share this very, very quickly. I had been given a word from like every prophet that I would minister into the upper 
echelons of Hollywood. I don't care about it. I don't want to live there. I don't care about people who are famous. Like, I love them all, but I look at them the same. I, I've been around famous people. I've been around the poorest of the poor. That word I've been praying into literally for 10 years. And it comes to pass the moment that I begin to get my poop in a group. It didn't, to this day, not a month goes by where I'm not getting a phone call from him or from other people, friends, to minister into their lives. Not a, not a, not a month goes by. Every single ounce of that prophetic word came to pass, not when I got my life fully healed up, but when I ran at the Goliath that was in my land. When I ran at that thing. It didn't come to pass when things got perfect. It came to pass when I humbled myself. And I left that, that place, I left that counseling center maybe 30% better. And God didn't care. He didn't care. For two years, cancer had been growing in my wife. We didn't know about it. Josiah was born... Right around that time, we thought her body was just getting back. And I know I'm being really honest about stuff, but I, I, I felt like I needed to share this this morning. And then I want to pray. For two years, we had been going to doctors, trying to figure out what was going on. For two years. And we didn't know. Two weeks after we get back from marriage counseling, stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma, she has a 30 to 40% chance of survival, gets revealed. I want to say this, and I'm not trying to make a, a statement on theology right now, but I know this. If, if we would have entered that season, the cancer season, before we got help, I wouldn't be here anymore. I wouldn't be here. And God in his grace, two weeks, we come home, she visits one doctor, boom, gets totally revealed. Everything that's going on physically gets revealed. And we enter into the most difficult season of our life. Out of that season came the word of tending the nations. Right now we're in 80 nations in the globe. The pastoral word that was being given to me a million times that I hate. I'm, I'm walking in it now. Every single prophetic word that had been given over my life took place in a culmination of years of following God. Every single word took place when I decided to humble myself and serve my wife. And all of the crap that was growing in her was revealed at a time that we could handle it. I just love this house so much. And if you know me, I, I don't speak like this that often. But I really felt like as, as things were emerging, as we're going to get back into normal, if you enter into this next season, running with the same strategy that you've been, just crying out for more prophetic words and not dealing with the foundations, 
So how do you do that? How do you deal with it? It isn't a magical prayer. It isn't. I've watched God do that. I've watched those moments, and I love those moments. And I believe he's going to do some of those moments today. But it really is just forgiveness and repentance. And I believe as you run at some of those Goliaths that are in your heart, that are in your land, as you face what seems to be impossible, as you, as you come and you say, you know what? Not only do I love the glory of God, not only do I love His presence, but I love this Word and I love, I love what this says is possible. That He can make all things new. And I believe that the Lord is going to see that you're going to see massive breakthrough in the realms of relationship and with families. I believe today, it, I, this, is, this is not just a good word. I, I believe that this is a prophetic word over you right now. I believe that even as I've been sharing, that the Lord is bringing up names of people that you need to call. And I, and I want to tell you, do not leave this room without calling them. Do not leave this room without texting them. Do not leave this place just as you would leave something at the altar here or throw a tithe in the offering plate. Do not leave this house with, 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 with a, a, a cut off from the ones that God has put in your life. I believe that the Holy Spirit is going to release such healing over families, over, over your hearts, and everything that you have been believing will come together. I believe that the call and the prophetic word over your life, it, it is not just another encounter away. It's just an encounter with humility, forgiveness, and repentance. Oh, I, I don't know. When did repentance become a dirty word? <laughs> when did humility become a dirty word? When did forgiveness become something that we got, we already figured out? No, 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 no. The Lord, He wants all of you. As, as we reemerge, as we get back to the normal, and I'm grateful for it, He wants you to enter into this new season with a fresh start. Are you a cloud without rain? I think one of the most beautiful things you can do is ask. Ask that question. The last thing and the final thing, and what I want to end it, and I just have three minutes. Are you guys okay? You guys alive? Oh, man. I, I, this is, I feel like I'm spitting bricks up here. Just, I just licked the microphone, and it was minty. That, that, that cannot be healthy. The last thing, and I heard the Lord say this today as I was praying for this morning's service. He says, uh, he wants to remind you that you're pioneers, that you're not settlers. He wants to remind you that you're a pioneer, you're not a settler. And the thing about pioneering is that it hurts and you break ground and it's tense and, 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 and it doesn't always make sense and it's not always clean, but my God, my God, my God, it, it leaves a legacy for generations. And, and I felt like the Lord was saying, He wants to remind you, He wants to remind you, each and every one of you, not just this church, but you, this region, this, this city. I know nothing about this city. I know nothing about it. I know absolutely nothing. I haven't studied California. I, know, I don't know anything about this city. You can ask Jake. I literally, uh, you, you said Orange County. I thought we were in Laguna or Laguna Niguel. I don't know anything about this place, okay? But the Lord wants to remind you that you are pioneers. You are not settlers. He wants to remind you of everything, every piece of ground that you have broken. 
and some of you, you've put down roots and you've settled and you want it to be clean and easy and you want it to all make sense. And the Lord wants to remind you of when you got saved. He wants to remind you of how much of a mess it was. And, 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 and over some of you, he wants to destroy your whiteboards. Can I get a worship uh, or a keys or whatever? Any, anyone? Uh, yeah. Hey, Jake. You do got me. I got you, brother. You're amazing. Why don't you stand to your feet? I'm sorry, guys. I, 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 I want to pray. And then we're going to open up for ministry. And I, I have to hit the road. I apologize. But I promised my wife <laughs> that I was going to get home in time to, to have her say goodnight to her kids. And I'm going to stick to that. Before I, before I pray, before I pray, ma'am, ma'am, please forgive me. I, I, I forget your name, Pastor. I'm so sorry. Janice, Janice, the moment I met you, it was right, right here. You could see that that you are the heartbeat and the lifeblood of this house. And I felt like this last season, everybody's trying to tell you what to do and how it should go and how it should be formed. And I and I felt like the Holy Spirit has just been brooding over you. It's just been hovering over you. And I felt like, I felt like everybody was just trying to navigate difficulties with you. But they, they weren't, <laughs> the answers weren't in the directives. They weren't in the strategy. I felt like the Holy Spirit, he, His answer has been and always will be in the gentleness that moves on your life. And I felt like the Lord says He's not done with you. And He's not He's not asking you just to be a face. He's not asking you just to just to move along or go along. No, 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 no. I felt like there was a promise of generations that was given to you. You actually gave this self because of promise of generations. I felt like you dipped your toe in the water and didn't go the way that you wanted it. But I saw the Father say, saying over you that, 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 that generations are going to drink deep. That the, that the house that you built, that generational fortress, it, it, will, it will go deep. The roots will go very, very, very deep. And I saw, I know that you're in the... the the, of course, your leaders here, but I felt like you 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 carry the pastorate even generationally. I felt like you you've been passed down. What you carry is something that has been passed down from generation to generation. Almost like your father was a pastor, and your grandfather was a pastor. I, I felt like there was a lifeblood that has been passed down to you. That, that, that you've touched, you, you've loved it, but, 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 but God, He is not done with you, ma'am. I, I want to encourage you. I felt like the Lord says He is not done. He's not done moving in great grace. He is not done physically. He, he's not pulling back 
from anything that you have done and anything that you have built. He is not pulling back even physically. I felt like the Lord says there's been a battle physically. And the Lord, even today, He's washing every cell. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. He's washing every cell. Hey, I saw levels coming correct right now. Like I saw these levels. One was high, one was low, and I just saw it level out. And the Lord, He's touching your blood right now in the name of Jesus. Come, Holy Spirit. Double it now. Fire under God in the name of Jesus. More, Lord. More, Lord. I, I, I saw a phone call coming in from a leaders that you've run with. And I felt like the Lord says He's even reconnected you with leaders that, that have split apart. Ma'am, I, I saw you, even as I was sharing about my marriage, I felt like you've been a secret agent going in over and over and over again. And even now, even now, marriages that you feel and you seem like they're just, it's just not going to happen. I felt like the Lord says, watch as you, as you intervene. Father, I thank you for the secret agent. <laughs> In Jesus' name, more, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. I want you to just lift your hands to the King. <laughs> Was your father a pastor? Yeah, 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 yeah. I felt like you, you saw things in ministry that, should, that would have cut off everybody. That they would have ran for the hills. And I felt like you even covered up, like Moses' sons, you covered up people in their nakedness. And even in their impurities, you covered them up. And I saw you handling the worst so beautifully, ma'am. And I felt like, I felt like, I felt like you had every reason to destroy foundations. Like, like, no, 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 we're going to expose, we're going to destroy. And I felt like, I felt like the Lord said you, 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 you were at those moments where you had to cut the baby in half. And everybody was telling you, no, it's got to come out. It's got to come out. And you heard the voice of the Lord. Ma'am, I, I honor what you carry. I honor the, the, the decisiveness. I honor, I honor the clarity and the humility. I honor, I honor that on your life. And Holy Spirit, I thank you for this house. Hey, 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 hey. I thank you for a husband and a wife that have modeled your goodness. And Lord, I ask that this would be a house of generations. That this would be a house of healing. That this would be a house of purity. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Just two seconds. Come on. Levanta su voz. Just lift your voice. Some of you, some of you, you, you actually need your marriage right now. Uh, you, you need God to do a miracle right now, like a, a straight up miracle. Lift your voice to the King of Kings. Stop hiding in shame. If you can't do it here, where else are you going to do it? I want you to lift your voice. Some of you, as I was sharing uh, about family members that you've disconnected with, I, I want you to begin to pray for them. Don't look at me. I'm not the miracle worker. I want you to put your eyes on the King, and I want you to put your family on the altar, and, I, and not just in the spirit realm. I actually want you to begin right now at this altar, in your chair, to make a decision. I, I will not let you go until you bless me, Jesus. And I want you to lift your voice right now. And begin to ask God to do a mighty, mighty miracle today. More, Lord, in the name of Jesus, come. Here's the deal. 
and I just have four more minutes. If you, if you need a miracle in your marriage, I want you to run up here right now. Do not wait. Do not overthink it. I break shame and fear right now in Jesus' name. I want you to run up here right now. Come, come. If you need a miracle in your marriage, I want you to come up here right now. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, 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 come. Come very, very quickly. More, Lord. In the name of Jesus, there's zero shame. I would be running down to this altar five years ago. I need you to come, come quickly. I break fear, I break shame right now in the name of Jesus. Come, 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 come. Come, come quickly. Hey. <laughs> More, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Come on. No, 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 no. Listen to me. I need you to come down here. Don't like squeeze your husband's hand and be like, let's just do it from here. No, I need you to come down here. I need you to. There's no, it's not about exposure. It's about honoring something the Lord is about to do right now. Come, I'm gonna, there's, listen, there's more. I'm not going to be weird. I'm not going to make this weird. But if you need breakthrough in your marriage right now, I need you to come down here right now, right now, right now. More, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Come, come, Holy Spirit. On Pentecost Sunday, come on, come down here right now. More, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord.